in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost, and this is a little show that we do for our patrons. So if you are a patron over at patreon patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 at the $5 tier and up, you can submit questions and we uh, answer all your questions and we're good to go over there. It's whatever you guys want to talk about. Whatever you send to us is is what we end up answering. So yeah. uh, who starts? I think I start this time around. Um, okay. I think. Uh, so we'll just go with that. Fuck it. All right. Uh, it comes in right. And if you want to go and be a part of it, of course, as Matt just said, you can be a Patreon, patreon.com slash the top 10, the number 10 there, $5 and above get to send in a question or a topic. Uh, Henrik Winterland, he says, Hey there, Matt and John. Hope both of you are doing well. My question for the two of you is what are your all time favorite sports comebacks? Being Swedish myself, uh, my my answer is the miracle in Berlin in 2012 when Sweden came back to, from 4-0 down to equalize against Germany in the 2014 World Cup qualifiers. Looking forward to hearing your answers. Best wishes from your favorite Swede, Henrik. P.S. I just thought I'd send the highlights from the game I mentioned. Apologies, apologies for it being in Swedish, but the energy is incredible. Uh, okay. I do remember this moment, Matt, but go ahead. Yeah. What, what are your answers to this? Uh, of course I remember this moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. How yeah. dare you? Uh, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I do watch a decent amount of World Cups, but I don't know if I, I don't believe I know this one. Okay. I mean, I've got the clip going. So Germany scores first. I'm assuming they go up big, and then obviously four nil, and then Sweden yeah. comes back. Uh, yeah. As far as like huge comebacks, well, the Pats in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Against dude, that's the Falcons. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta had it, mm-hmm. just straight up had it, and yep. uh, gave it up. Um, the Rockets coming back on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nuggets doing it. A couple times over this past playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So from being down 3 1, right? Correct. Yeah. And also in those games, when they were down 3 mm. 1 to, to the Clippers, they were down by the highest margin was in the third quarter by like f- somewhere between 12 and 16. Wow. Yeah. They were down, but I want to say it was closer to 14 to 16. Uh, mm-hmm. But like all time comebacks, what do you got? Uh, I think the two that are always I refer to in my mind are um, one that's a little bit further back in the 90s. I think it was when the Buffalo Bills came back on the Houston Oilers in the, uh, in the playoffs, the right? There was mm-hmm. I think they were up 35 to three or 35 to nothing going yeah. into the halftime. Uh, they the Bills, uh, uh, Jim Kelly got knocked out of the game or didn't start the game or something like that, and so they made the change to Frank Reich, who of course is the coach of the Indianapolis Colts right now. But if you go and watch that, and I remember I had seen Frank Reich do this at the University of Maryland against the University of Miami way back when. He had brought 
Maryland back from, I think, 31 nothing down in the second half, and they upset the Miami Hurricanes. And this was back when Miami was Miami. University mm-hmm. of Miami was Miami when they were actually good. Um, and so for seeing him, he came in the second half as quarterback, uh, you know, back up. No one knew what to expect, and he led them to a comeback, and they won in overtime uh, with a field goal. And Warren Moon was a quarterback of the Houston Oilers. For whatever reason, they just couldn't get it going, and they became, you know, when you're in that momentum thing, you're just kind of being run over, you know, by what's happening. Uh, yeah. So pretty incredible stuff. And then the most recent one, as a Liverpool fan, having them come back down four nil at home against Barcelona. Barcelona won the first leg four nil. So it was pretty much if they just kind of just sat around for a zero zero draw uh, or only lost by three goals, uh, they'd have been fine. But Liverpool without Salah, without, I think Firmino, without Mane, like all their top strikers were gone because of injury uh, or issues that were going on in training. And so they had to play essentially some of their uh, B level people and they found a way to come back and tie it or win it 4-0 at home. Or maybe they were down 3-0, I guess, coming out of the first leg. And they won 4-0 against Barcelona uh, to go to the final. Then they won the title. They won the Champions League title. So that nobody expected them to do this against Messi and Suarez and all the great Barcelona players. And yeah. somehow the will of Anfield, the will of that stadium, willed that team to victory uh so those are the two that i when i think about comebacks uh i think about those but i mean series wise i don't think anything tops lebron carrying that cleveland cavaliers team over a 70 what a 72 win team 73 73 win team in the warriors like coming down back from 3-1 that was incredible incredible to see it happening mentally once, once Draymond dick punched LeBron, yeah. Yeah. it was over. I knew it watching. I was like, I, in the final game, he showed up, yeah. but the rest of the team didn't play as well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the more incredible was the year before. I thought LeBron should have won. Iggy won the MVP. Just like, oh yeah, LeBron should be the first one since Jerry West to win the MVP as a loser. He was the best player in this. You know fucking series right uh all right so i'm watching the clips man i don't know how sweden came back this is like demoralizing four goals the third one was ridiculously good yeah yeah but that's uh, the way football is sometimes it's yeah it's crazy it's it crazy is I, I remember that uh was it brazil semi-final against germany mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they got crushed seven nil or was that the final uh no it was the semi-final when they yeah, beat Seven, they beat him in Brazil. I think it was like seven to two or seven to one. It was oh, they disgusting. Rushed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the entire energy was sucked out of that stadium from 10 minutes on. I mean, they showed Brazilians in the stands just weeping, sobbing as their team was getting. I mean, it was like watching somebody get beat up and you couldn't do anything about it that you really love or care about or is a family member. And they were just, just weeping in the stands uh, uh, watching Brazil get completely molly well, I mean, Their team is stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight it, stacked. You look at that, even as a casual fan, I look at that and I know a bunch of those names. <laughs> which is saying something because that shit doesn't really pop up in my rate. I have to seek out and mm-hmm. I do watch. I watch World Cup. Yeah. But any leagues, I mean, I, I clearly don't watch, you know, Premier or whatnot, uh, right, except right. for all the Arsenal games. I never miss one. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, there, uh, is there any other big comebacks we're missing? Any I mean, other there's, ones? There's got to be. There's yeah, got to be. Sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm trying to think of any like huge. Yeah. Um, hold on. Because a lot is of them like, will be like the, the Hail Mary at the end, but is that really a comeback? They didn't. Right. Over, you know, they didn't climb some huge mountain to get there, a la yeah. this, you know, Sweden Germany game. Uh, Sweden. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's, yeah. What are you looking at? So, yeah, some people are saying the, um, the uh, women's team when they came back, uh, and, uh, oh, I guess Liverpool again, right? Because Liverpool in the, in the Champions League final against AC Milan in 2005. How could I forget the miracle in Istanbul? They came back from being down 3 0 at halftime, forced it to penalty kicks, and they won the Champions League in 2005 that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, they put the Donovan goal, but that was like it was a nil nil game. So you're not coming back from anything. What about yeah, Reggie? What about Reggie against the Knicks, man? Is that a is that a comeback? But, but the the fact of the matter, yes, yes. But is it like this where the odds were so ridiculously insurmountable, and the fact right. that they came back is? I can't imagine if I was a Sweden fan in the stands, how mm-hmm. amazing! Because you were, it went to forty minutes that Germany is up. So for forty minutes, you've been getting punched in the head, right? Like Mike Tyson, uppercut after uppercut. And then to come back yeah. like that, that's huge. Reggie against the Knicks was, but I don't, I don't put it in the same ballpark as this. Do you? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, because I mean, the T Mac <laughs> at the end of the game, oh, that yeah. to me is the more where he just, I'm rifling threes from everywhere and wins the game for his first team. That, that to me is more impressive. I agree. I agree with you a thousand percent. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I some people I'm sure there are Red Sox fans that are yelling at us right now because they came back on the Yankees from three nil three nothing down. But I don't. Uh, it requires I, me to care about baseball. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> so I don't. I just don't. That part of my brain ceases to exist. I never. I don't think it happened. To be honest with you, so I, I think it's fantasy. Um. All right. Uh, what's our next question, man? Uh. Well, thank you, Henrik or Heinrich. Yes. Thank you. Heinrich. This one is from Machine Gun Lemke. He says, "What up, guys?" Hope everyone's doing well. This is less of a question, more of a topical musing, all right? Do you think movies are going to find a more difficult second life with everyone cutting the cord on cable? Uh, It's mentioned often on the show. Whenever this is on TV, I always have to stop and watch it. Uh, Now that people are gravitating away from that as a medium, almost all viewing is purposeful. Rewatchability is more strained because there's such a glut. And if something is in damn near cultural milestone, superhero films, Disney, etc., then it gets lost in a little uh, gets a lot lost a little in the shuffle after its initial release. Do you feel we are losing something without the spontaneous rewatch? Wow. Let me. Um, that's a fantastic question. Mm-hmm. I have, one I have even not even remotely considered because I still have cable. So I still have the occasional non-purposeful watching, just flipping channels. Um, but that's a great question, Lemke, because you're right. I mean, the whole point of stumbling, the joy of stumbling upon a movie randomly while you're flipping channels, not knowing it was on, and then just like stopping and watching it. I guess that goes away when you don't have cable because you have to make an effort to put that movie on and look and look for it on your uh, either you physical media or digital media, or uh, you look for it on the streaming service. So yeah, that 
kind of experience, I guess, will disappear um, because you can't accidentally put something on that you don't intend to. That being said, though, navigating those streaming uh, within the streaming services, you can stumble upon a movie you didn't know was on the streaming service. So in that way, uh, that could be non-purposeful. Even Netflix now has added a shuffle option, Matt. Right? Um. Oh, have they? I don't. I oh. purposefully watch. I I got yeah. the cord years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, already, you realize it was just like you have to seek out. So that's why something when sometimes people are like, oh, you haven't seen blah, like they get offended. Look, I have to remember to seek that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always not top of mind awareness. Don't you think, though, eventually, like, say, Disney Plus, which ABC is a part of Disney, mm-hmm. eventually they get folded in as well. And they just have a regular slate of shows that they play during the day. And then you can tune in, you can binge any TV show or movie they have upcoming, mm-hmm. but they have in that way. My guess is they go right to the schedule. They're already custom to because they have programmed directors and it's a proven right. form. And they just put ads in between like each show or something like that. It starts small mm. where they're getting a little extra ad revenue. If you tune into, Oh, you know, they give you the schedule. You can tune in just like you can. I'm sure on your, your cable scroll right. through the menu, see what's right. playing. Otherwise, here's everything that we have that you can just stream right now. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's inevitably coming so that it could come full circle. Just we get that information. In yeah. a different way. Maybe. I mean, I there are rumors today as we're recording this that broke this morning. There are rumors, not confirmed rumors, that Disney Plus is examining uh, swallowing up Hulu and then just putting all their content on Disney Plus. So all of it would go on Disney Plus. Hulu would, in essence, kind of cease to exist as a streaming platform, and they would move everything over and put it on there, and you'd watch, like, Fox stuff that is R-rated on there. Like, you'd have a lot of interesting choices um, and more choices than you do now. So, yeah, I think eventually, yeah, it's you'll essentially be a streaming channel, which mm-hmm. is ABC, CBS, NBC. Yeah. And then, like, the, yeah, exactly. And, like, what we have now with the Paramount Network, that'll be Paramount uh, and all yeah. the Paramount films, and with Check the out H- Warner Brothers, yeah, with the HBO Max announcement or Warner Brothers announcement yesterday about HBO Max. I mean, that's, that's certainly, yeah, that's certainly the next step. That's seventeen movies <laughs> they're dropping day and date. Matt is massive, and they're saying they're going to go back to the old model. But bullshit. I once you open this up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like man, theater, movie theaters have to be shitting bricks right now. Right. This ain't the fucking McRib where it's coming around once every few years. You make a big deal out of it. Once you open this Pandora's box, there's no fucking closing it. Once people can sit at home and watch first run movies and you give them a taste of being able to watch first run uh, movies at home, the last thing they'll want to do in large number, in the numbers that we saw before, is go, no, I'm not going to opt for the convenience of my couch my big TV, my sound bar, and instead I'm going to go to a communal experience with people who might be talking or playing on their mm-hmm. phone or eating food at inappropriate times or making comments or like you had two old people narrating the movie to each other the whole time. People will choose to stay home, and there's no way you will satisfy that thirst and then take it away from them uh, and expect not to have some kind of huge blowback on you. So yeah, th- this is the end of the- It's not the end of theaters, right? It's just the end of the way we used to go to movies. I think that's for sure. Well, I mean, movies had already shifted to a subscription service anyway. True. The larger chains. So yeah. they're getting in on subscription just like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I wonder if they'll have more incentives, give you bigger discounts on because they their bread and butter is concessions. Yeah. It's the only thing they have to offer discounts on. But if they're discounting all of that, where the hell are they going to make their money? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause even now with AMC, I never buy a drink. Just I'm I'm rarely do I need it. Otherwise I just get a water. Mm-hmm. But you accrue points on the the stubs, right. whatever in the world right. it's called. Right. So you can get free water pretty much whenever you want to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I well, you have my money, but you're not getting any extra, which is the point of the subscription service. So right. Right. I'm one of the ones that, of right now is doing well on that system, but uh, yeah, I, I think they they draw back in, but it's going to be a hit for them. It's going to be huge. Oh yeah, and this puts the other studios on notice as well. What is Disney yeah. going to do now? You know, they've been holding on to Black Widow for so long. It's like, well, are, are you dropping this thing now on streaming to compete with? Like, do we start having streaming wars, Matt? Where now it becomes. Which films are being dropped on a Friday? On which Friday are there people moving release dates because they don't want to drop on the same Friday on streaming? Like yeah. it's kind of mind blowing that you've taken that out of the theaters now, and you might be transferring it onto streaming services depending on what apps uh, are ha- are running these or screening these first run movies. Uh, we'll see. How good is the A twenty four channel going to be in like five years? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, right. Dude, their TV is good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just like if you keep building on this in five years, you'll have a nice catalog of shit. I don't know what Mm -hmm. you have the rights to. I mean, it seems pretty uh, filmmaker and creator friendly. So, yeah. Yeah. And they'll be able to drop their stuff in theaters too, because like they're smaller. If there are smaller, more independent theaters that stick around because of support from the people who want to go Mm -hmm. to see them, the more exclusivity, the more exclusive the situation, I think people will be willing to pay. You know how we are. We're we're mentally like if it's more expensive, it must be important or it must be good. A lot of people are conditioned that way from the marketing in our uh, brains from birth. You know, I I had a friend that ran the the comedy show, the Playboy comedy show at the Palms in Vegas. Uh And the first year that they did it, tickets were like 35 bucks, something. Yeah. And he's like, sales were okay, you know, for that first year. And then we decided right. to raise the price to like 70 to 120 or 150 or something. It sold out every night. Yeah. See, it's that in your mentally. Yeah. yeah. You'd think it's going to be great. When he said that to me, I was just looking at him. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, every, every, every show. And it was like, oh, God, people are so fucking stupid. It's the exact same caliber of comedy. Now, eventually, I guess you, it's Vegas, though. You, so you have to draw that no matter what. But it's like right. uh, people are. Yeah. You yeah. know, people will pay. It's it, good business it's to get into, I guess, if you can. Yeah, exactly. A luxury good business. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the question. Let's move on to Francisco Ramirez. I think we have time for one more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Francisco Ramirez says, hey, guys, been a while since I've been a Patreon. Had to stop for some time because student loans are a pain in the ass. I hear you. Never stopped listening to the show, though, and happy to contribute to my favorite movie podcast. My question for you guys is, what is a moment in sports that you weren't alive for that you would like to be able to go back in time and witness in person? Mine would be Jesse Owens dominating the 1936 Olympics and seeing Hitler pissing himself all those Puerto Rican, I don't believe my presence would be well received by Nazi Germany at the time. Well, <laughs> Francisco, uh, yeah, good question. Um, interesting choice, uh, yeah. but all right, all right. Uh, 
Okay, so it's what? It's got to be before you were alive? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Maybe Ali taking out Sonny Liston. Mm. Where you get the iconic, he's standing over him type of thing, but that's where he takes the championship. Yeah. I'd like to see Wilt Hundred. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Wilt Hundred would be interesting. Yeah, to see, you know, how many people were actually there because, you know, uh, the the joke is, uh, you know, it's an auditorium or stadium, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it held 7,000. But, but, you know, later years, 40, 50, 100,000 people saw that game. Because, yeah, yeah, I was there over the years. I'm like, oh, okay, this place just got bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I was totally there. Yeah, totally, totally. Nah, my dad, <laughs> my uncle, they went. They told me about it. Did they? All right. They well, loved it. They said Wilt was bigger in person than you could have been. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> for the 100th, he dunked it, and then confetti, just miraculously, they were saving it for another celebration. Shot out every there. You know, right at that time. Malfunction. <laughs> Uh, before I was born. I mean, for me, I'd, I'd like to see um, a World Cup final with Pele uh, sure. for Brazil, just to be able to be in the stands and watch his magic in his prime. Or as a young player, he was like, what, 18 or 16 when he won the World Cup the first time? Like, it would be incredible to watch what he could do at yeah. that age with the ball. Um, uh, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Mickey Mantle and those like the Joe Joe DiMaggio maybe for the Yankees maybe being there when they won a World Series. Sure. Although That'd be cool. If you're going that far back, would you just go back for Babe Ruth? No, fuck that clown man. I don't like Babe Ruth. Really? You wouldn't want to see the called shot? That now, if that actually happened, yes. I yeah, would exactly. Like uh, go back. Here's the that's purported fair. date that it happened on. Yeah, like, that's okay. Fair. I want to see this shit because that is the coolest. Right. It's the, you know, you were the first to do this. Now the people call their shot and they feel like they're just, you know, stepping on your turf. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty sweet. I know you kind of have to think almost on some level, Olympics, World Cup, international experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe being in the stands when the Jets beat the Colts, when no one thought sure, that was no possible. Thought. Right, Joe, Broadway Joe coming in there, doing what they did to the Baltimore Colts. That would have been fun to see. That's one of the greatest episodes ever. Because Joe called it, you know, before yeah. like the whole hype and everything like that. It'd be cool to see something like that. You know? I know that's the thing. I'm trying to think of like 60s, 70s football, basketball mm. games that I want to go to. And they're all like, yeah, I would go. Sure. I like that right. one. Right. But right. I can't think of anything. I know I'm obviously forgetting something, but. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I mean, hockey was big in the 50s, but I wouldn't have gone back to see. You yeah, know, any of the people that are, I don't have any connection to any of those people because I only kind of passively follow yeah. the sport. Yeah, but the miracle uh, was when we were alive, right? Miracle on ice, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. That would have been great to be in the stadium. That would have been, but it kind of, if it's before you're born, it's like ah, there's a bunch of those from the early '80s. Like I wasn't young, and I was too young to understand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that because then I knew the players, so I had a sense of like what the rivalries meant and all that jazz. Right. Maybe fucking go all the way back to like Jack Johnson. Can you go to what was it, 70 rounds or something like that? Being in the just, I mean, sure. how, what, what do you do for 70 rounds for God's sakes? You're there. Right. That's a three hour fight, man. Uh, or Joe Lewis on his barnstorming tour through Europe, or we just kicking a dude's ass every like two to four weeks. Yeah, the Brown Bomber. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Boxing seems to be the one from that time. From that I know because you can go back and like, oh, that one. Mm hmm. 
Um, maybe uh, any of like the the Leonard Haglers. Oh, I was alive for those. So those, those but I that yeah, I watched those. My dad was fucking a huge fan of Roberto Duran. Uh, sure. And so we watched all those. No mas, uh, man. No mas. Yeah, dude. He he was crazy. so mad that day. <laughs> he was sick as a Latino watching a, a Latino quit. Oh, he just drove. Well, insane. it's just Sugar Ray's just rabbit punching him. Yeah. The whole night. And just dancing around. And it's a million. It's death by a thousand stings. It is. It is. And I mean, eventually he's just, he's just like, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it almost seemed like Duran was like, I can't. He's he's so fat. I'm just getting peppered in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for 10 rounds or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of those from that era. There's a lot of good boxing that you could go back for. I mean, the Hagler Leonard, just to see those two or yeah. three rounds. Rumble in the jungle. Oh, there it is. The sure. Ali one. Oh, shit. To be in Zaire, even though I'd probably be you know, sick from the water or whatever down there at the time, like just to be there in the stands watching Ali, even be close to the ring to watch Ali pull off the miracle of reform. And whew, that would be incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. I was alive for all the Tyson stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I can't go back for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Ali <laughs> Frazier. I think Ali Frazier is before you were around. Yeah, Ollie Frazier's yeah. before I was around. Yeah. Or it's right on the cusp, but I think it's yeah. before I was around. Um okay. trying to think like huge pivotal uh Olympic moments. What am I forgetting? I mean the Jesse Owens one is there. Yeah. The Tommy's the when they did the Black Power salute, that's an interesting moment to have been in the stands for the reaction. Sure. Um, Cause like a lot of it, I don't care. Mark Spitz, I don't really care about. It. Yeah, yeah. But I can understand because you know we had we've had a couple different versions of that since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it almost seems kind of ridiculous that one swimmer can rack up like fifteen golds in one Olympic. Like, maybe <laughs> change. Because they all oh, these all time gold member winner. It's like wow, yeah. he's yeah. in the one sport where. If you're head and shoulders above everybody, you can just sweep a bunch of this shit. Yeah. Um, which is still impressive. I'm not taking it away, but it almost seems like swimmers should be their own category. Right. What about Seabiscuit? Like um, being there for the, the race against War Admiral? No? Not you think? I, I don't really care. Do you? Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. From the movie would be fun, but yeah, I don't run to it. Yeah, but. Really my head. It's a, that's a cultural moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm where you kind of had to live with this horse for a while. It's in the middle of the great depression. Everybody doesn't, I mean, if you thought our pandemic was bad, you know what I mean? Right. right. What about Jackie I, Robinson? His first game as a Dodger or winning a series with the Dodgers. Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah. Baseball's tougher for me. Oh, that's true. Fair point. Um, yeah. Olympic moments. I don't, not a lot of them spring to mind necessarily. Not from that era maybe it was just the lack of television and television really helps capture all the various moments what about tennis like were you around for jimmy connors and mackerel yeah okay they were jimmy connors was like the head of state when i was starting to watch Mm, right right you still had mackerel but it was the shift into stefan edberg boris becker oh yeah Mm mm-hmm 
I watched, yeah, a lot of tennis back in the day. Right. That was, it was on all the time. You know, it was on all the time. You could watch it. My family would turn on every major mm-hmm. and it'd just be on in the, you know, uh, over the course of the weekend. Yeah. It's like NBC owned the Australian Open and the French Open in Wimbledon, and CBS always owned the US Open. That was always the bad that you'd get up in the morning and watch that on the East Coast. And it was a blast to watch it early, right over breakfast, pancakes and tennis, man. It was the best. It was, it was the glory days, man. Those there were so many great players. I mean, there's yeah. obviously they're very talented players now, but they were all great players. It's and the it's not. And they had a kind of I don't know, they had characters, man. It's always characters that sell. It's always, it's not just talent. It's always characters, you know. True. Um, I know. Just it's it's crazy now looking back how much of a hold tennis had on mm. all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, they made the cover of SI consistently, and mm. you're going up against the major sports here in the U.S. That actually meant something at that time. Yeah. If you had the cover, I still remember a bunch of different, and then even guys that had short runs like uh, Chang after he won the U.S. Open. Right, Michael Chang. Yeah, yeah. But it was the only major I think he ever won, or maybe he won another one later on, but I'm pretty sure. But I remember seeing him on the cover more than once. Right. (laughs) Or Jim Courier. Jim Courier. Sure. Right. Jim Courier had a slight run. Pete Sampras dominated. So Sampras was, you know, the tail end of when I basically watched. Yeah. Boris Becker. Becker had sure. he had Wimbledon a lockdown. Yeah, it out. Uh, then the female side, your your Monica Sellis's. Yeah, Steffi your, Graf. Steffi Graf. Yeah. Uh, Chris Everett was kind of like Jimmy Connors. Right, she was on the tail end there. Uh, Martina Navratilova was. Right. She she looked like a machine. Yeah, she was so dominant. Yeah, well, in singles and doubles, just like mm-hmm. dude, she was made for tennis. Then, you know, there was the occasional ones that would shock people like uh, Arancha Sanchez Vicario, the, the oh, Spanish, wow. the, her. She was, it was great when yeah. she came in and won. Capriati. And, yeah, Jennifer Capriati. Yeah, exactly. Those were like ones that rolled yeah. out and you just shocked you and it was great to watch them. There were so many great personalities, man. It was, it was, it was the time to watch for sure, you know. Um, she got into, she got into drugs. <laughs> that's right. Partying it up. That's right. Which she did her thing. I'm surprised. Well, it does happen, but I mean, they've, they've lived such a very specific life where it's all been regimented. Yeah. And now they call the shots. It's, you know, you would assume that more people would flame out like that. Yeah. True, true. Uh, huh? All right. Well, we're at the 30 minute mark. It's a good time to wrap up here, Matt. Uh, thanks so much uh, for that question there, Francisco. Always great to hear from you. Great to hear from uh, Chris Lemke and Henrik Winterland. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And uh, for those of you who are listening to us or watching us now, keep sending in. If you're a $5 and above patron, keep sending in your topics and questions and what have you. Want to keep a constant rotation of those going as we go along. Damn straight. And you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at Madnose to see everything that I'm doing. And that is it for me this week.
Ooh, you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't forget our YouTube page, the top 10 YouTube page. If you're not watching us, you're just listening to us, go over to our YouTube page, subscribe there, hit the bell so you know when we're dropping new videos in case you want to watch our pretty faces on camera talking, answering your questions, or talking about a top 10. Uh, do all of that there or a golden ticket, which has been mm-hmm. kicking off like crazy, man. It's been so much fun doing those shows as well. Uh, and if you want to become a patron, is there the address right above my head there? Or if you're listening to us, www www.patreon.com slash the top 10 the number 10 there go and be part of all of that um all right that's it from us we'll talk to you next time on another episode of topic thunder